Hi, guys, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, as always, Erin, uh, here with um, another fantastic guest, Dr. Annie Nigra. Say hi, Annie. Hi, Erin. Hi, everybody. Hey, uh, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate you coming on to the show and doing this with me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited just to chat with you and also to play this awesome game we have lined up. Oh my God, I'm so excited for this game. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, first, you know, let's chat a little bit and introduce you to our listeners. Uh, Annie Nigra is a uh, PhD candidate in environmental epidemiology um, she focuses on uh, assessing population level exposure to metals and evaluating the association between uh, metal exposures and chronic diseases. Um, she is currently studying um, at Columbia University, uh, doing her postdoc uh, do, and doing a lot, a lot, a lot of research, um, including a paper which literally just came out what like a couple of months ago about environmental racism and the need for private well protections among other stuff you've had a lot of work going on this year yeah it's been a very busy year Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah it's all been really exciting work and um yeah yeah a lot lot more work to do but yes uh (laughs) very very excited about all of it yeah how has um publishing scientific articles been in the time of this year like how what is that what is that like right now yeah it's been a it's been different so usually if I'm putting together a scientific paper with a group of other co-authors and collaborators I can usually just pop down to their desks and we're working together in the office and ask them questions Mm -hmm. and now of course that's all being done remotely so that's a little bit more challenging um but other than that you know, it hasn't changed too much. Um, usual pressures and, you know, stresses of, of working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, one very exciting thing that happened this year during um, this pandemic is that I, I finished my, my PhD, which was very bizarre to do. Congratulations. Remotely. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was very bizarre to yeah. go through oh, that I'm process. Sure. Yeah. Kind of by yourself, you know, in your, I defended my dissertation in my bedroom. It was all very bizarre, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Wow. Yeah. What is like, how, what was that like? Were you wearing, I'm, now I'm really curious, were you wearing like pajama bottoms and like a jacket top, like while you were defending it? Like, were you lying in bed? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually, I put on a very fun floral jumper because Ooh. yeah, I had been yeah. wearing and still have been wearing pretty much my mm-hmm. pajamas or, you know, athletic clothing this entire time. So I took the sure. opportunity. I'm going to yeah. wear something really fun and really, you know, professional and exciting. And I'm going to feel, get, get in the zone, get in the mood for the day's events. That's what's up. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you, you finished your PhD, you have published all of these works. Um, some of which have been, uh, I feel like incredibly present in this year. My God. Um, have you had a lot of discussion, like up, like come up after having a lot of these papers uh, be published? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So when I was, so as I was working on finishing my uh, dissertation, one of the Mm -hmm. projects that I was working on was uh, 
uh, evaluating inequalities in arsenic exposure in public drinking water across the mm. US. Yeah. And I had, of course, a system in mind how I was going to systematically identify communities or characteristics of populations that were more exposed to arsenic or less exposed to arsenic. And during that process, I happened to notice that there are some uh, public water systems in the U.S. that exclusively serve prisons, jails, detention centers, other correctional facilities. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that spiraled off into its own project where we realized for the first sure. time, wow, we can actually study drinking water quality in jails and prisons, uh, which hadn't systematically been done before in the U.S. Wow. So, yeah. And this so we started this project in, say, January. Of course, there's been a lot of action um, and a lot of publicity, of course, around anti-Black racism and, of course, about mass incarceration this spring with the Black Lives Matter yeah. movement, mm -hmm. a lot of um, more public discussions and more public awareness of environmental uh, injustices and things like this. And so mm -hmm. these two things kind of coalesce together. And, you know, the entire field of public health and environmental health and epidemiology has suddenly these conversations are happening all the time, which is great, which is amazing. Yeah, um, so it's really important stuff. Really important stuff. And, you know, one of the things that I think our field is coming to reckon with is that we have not adequately kind of partnered with um, communities that are affected by incarceration or people who are currently incarcerated to try and understand what types of environmental exposures they are most concerned about and mm. the extent to which they are impacted uh, by those environmental exposures in a way that we can systematically measure and characterize. Seriously. So, yeah, within our field, a lot of really important, really amazing uh, conversations that, you know, obviously every wish we would have been having many years ago, but glad at least that they're finally happening now. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I say with a grimace, better late than never. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it feels like a lot of this year has been people suddenly saying, oh my God, there's a problem when people being like, there's always been a problem. Where, where, where have you been? Uh, and just dealing with all of that has been really, really interesting. Um, yes. What's next on your plate? Absolutely. So yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the projects I'm working on now is it's in its very early stages, but, but looking at other drinking water contaminants beyond arsenic. So mm. um, right now I'm pooling some additional data for lead. There have been a couple individual um, lawsuits and legal actions that have been taken but, uh, against uh, various correctional facilities for mm. both arsenic um, and lead uh, exposures through drinking water, but similar to arsenic, no systematic study of potential exposures. And for lead, that's a, actually a really challenging thing to do because lead enters the water system during the distribution process and not right. kind of um, before it comes into the water treatment plant. So it's more challenging to study because you need to have samples that are collected um, at the point of use and you know, when someone turns their tap on um, to, to drink instead of being mm. able to sample at the water treatment plant. But I think I just this week, I uh, think that I found <laughs> a, oh. an approach, uh, so, some data that might work out for this um, and an approach nice. that I think could be informative and reasonable. So 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Right? <laughs> making making progress. Yeah, making progress. Looking forward to continuing. <laughs> yeah, uh, certainly in this important area. Absolutely. Well, thank you for continuing the work of finding out the ways that uh, the water we're drinking could potentially kill us. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's interesting that uh, we we that we talk and you're researching about this because you admitted to me when we originally talked about you coming on the show about your interest in zombies. And pandemics in a way, (laughs) like (laughs) how pervasive is that exactly? Like how intense is that like for that? Oh, my, my interest in zombies. Yeah. 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 I, so I have a a weird connection there, but continue. No, I think it's actually, I don't think it's that weird. I have a feeling that a lot Mm -hmm. of epidemiologists really have like feel really connect or, or are really interested in kind of zombies and zombie movies and these kinds of things um, yeah yeah i don't know it just is a fun kind of yeah but like but why is it because i mean is it because that zombies are what some sort of representation or they've become a representation of like how illness spreads through a society like is that it uh, you know Sir, yeah, I I like that angle on it a lot. I I, I do, and I yeah. also like to think generally myself about the ways that um, illness and disease, both infectious disease and non-infectious disease, are kind of understood by populations, and mm-hmm. um, you know ways in which um, people are shamed or are ostracized or are marginalized um and so there's a lot of fun parallels there not just with zombies but with other kind of characterizations of illness and um you know and infectiousness and contagions in general um yeah so and and you know thinking about other types of contagions not just infectious agents themselves but panic as a contagion and fear and fear of othering and all no of kidding. this is a very kind of yeah. interesting and complex space that I like to just think about a lot so sure like so what are some of your favorite uh zombie like movies books stuff like that mm. World War Z is you know classic um, I really liked, well, <laughs> I liked, and I also didn't like rewatching Contagion at the beginning of um, the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. That would be a tough one. That was tough because it was very um, relevant and also very sad, um, but yeah. also interesting to see actually how um, epidemiologic principles and epidemiological processes were you know, conveyed on, on the big screen and maybe what the general public thinks about epidemiology and about infectious disease outbreaks. That was very cool. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's an interesting way to kind of really explore the level of in, <laughs> intelligent thought that really survives around like illnesses and things like that too, that definitely exists in the middle of our current pandemic, but doesn't feel like it does yeah. like when we're actually paying attention to it. Right. You know? Right. Like what are conversations in your space around the pandemic? Like how is like, how are, how do those conversations usually go? Yeah. So those conversations are a lot about inequality and about underlying structural inequalities and structural racism and mm-hmm. complete failures of our you know, our healthcare system and of our health insurance systems and sure. 
yeah. Um, a yeah. lot of it is, yeah. <laughs> yep. A lot of the conversations in my space are, mm-hmm. um, you know, this pandemic has laid bare all of the underlying inequalities and injustices that operate every day that we're mm-hmm. not, that some of us, you know, those who, those of us who are white, those of us who are wealthy, those of us who um, have access to reliable and accessible healthcare don't really, we're not forced to, to look at every, every day or think about yeah. every day. And now, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're all, we're all seeing this, this pan out and it's extremely sad and extremely disappointing to see um, what this has done to certain communities, not just in the yeah. US, but you know, worldwide. Oh, for, for sure. It's um, a lot, which is definitely why I've always found that, um, so like stories about like zombies and pandemics have put me on edge to begin with because I'm just so scared of the thing at hand. But in a way, it's its own kind of a fantasy for us because it takes it takes everything like seriously in in like a different kind of dramatic but well rounded way than we currently have too. Um, so yeah. that's an interesting kind of part of all of this too. Um, the stories we tell, yeah. Well, um, at the very least, we will be doing some fun stuff today. Uh, so even though we're going to be putting zom- putting zombies to play, it'll be, I think, in one of the most fun ways I know how. So I appreciate you coming on here and having a little bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, uh, we talked about, you haven't had a lot of experience with, um, like, RPGs before, right? No, I have not. Mm-hmm. Had you, like heard or experienced anything about them before I reached out to you? Uh, I mean, I know some friends who um, were big into D&D and other, you know, um, games like this. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, I, I told you this before, too. My favorite board right. game is actually called Pandemic. So it's yeah. not uh, <laughs> one of these, you know, yeah. uh, role, role-playing games. Uh, it's a more of a, a classic uh, board game design. I'm not sure what, mm-hmm. if there's a characterization that best suits it, but... Um, yeah, these types of games I, I haven't played before myself, but I'm really excited to learn. This could be a whole new, uh, whole new world for me. You're opening up, so. It, well, uh, I'm I'm so happy to to open the door here. Uh, cool. Well, let's let's get on right into that. But before we do, um, let me do a bit of an on air read here for the station, and then we'll we'll get into a bit of game. So here we go. Friends, COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives right now, and Radio Free Brooklyn is no exception. We want you to know that we have made every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our hosts, staff, and the community at large. But with most of our revenue streams evaporated, we need your help. We realize you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it will go a long way toward helping us to stay on air. There are three ways you can help. First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. There, you'll find some great t-shirts, mugs, and other swag we'd like to send you to say thanks. You can also use your phone to text RFBGIVE5, that's the number 5, to 44321. It only takes a moment, and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you absolutely have to shop on Amazon, you have no choice. Uh, put their dollars to work for us by going to Amazon.com smile and registering Radio Free Brooklyn as the nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to Radio Free Brooklyn and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a huge difference. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts in which all of our listeners' health and happiness as we weather this storm together. Also, uh, if you want to keep a better eye on what's going on at the radio station and how we're 
keeping afloat, you should check out our monthly newsletter that's uh, at radioforbrooklyn.org slash newsletter. So check that out too. Okay. Let's get into a bit of a game. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, so the game we're going to be playing today is called Obachon Panic. It was created by Vincent Chang. So thank you so much, Vincent. And the whole premise of the game is that uh, we are... Well, here's here's the best explanation for you. Everyone has... And this is from the manual for Obachon Panic. Everyone has one. An auntie who worries a bit too much about you and says things like, You're so thin, are you eating enough? Or, why do you never call? Oh, don't mind me. Uh, but have you ever wondered why? You would worry too, sweetie, if you knew about the alien invasion and robot apocalypse. Uh, Obachan Panic is a story game where glamorous grannies and aunties save the world and look good doing it. So, <laughs> so essentially, we're going to be playing a game where we are um, aunties and grandmas uh, who are s- saving the world and looking fabulous while doing it. It's an absolutely, just an incredible game, I think, to play with, uh, you know, like one-on-one on people and bigger parties. Because the bigger the party is, I think the wilder you can get with, like, the role play. It's a game that really emphasizes getting into character as the gra- your grandmother or, or auntie of choice um, and really embodying that and the way you play is you have this character who has a set of basic moves and a set of superpowers and you have some stats that you roll and yes points which we'll get into and it's a whole set of rules but they also keep it very open so that you can just have a good time um, there's also gossiping at any point during the game uh, Annie can just start openly discussing what she thinks might happen and kind of metagame in that way. Metagaming is allowed in Obachan Panic. What do you know, guys? Um, And just kind of talk about it that way. And it helps me out as the granny master. uh, And also as... um, It also gives her a chance to earn Yas points, which again, we'll get into later, uh, which will help her do other stuff. So that's kind of the basics of it. Um, so we should get into play. Let's get into play immediately. Um, the first, the first act of the game is actually, so is actually, uh, involves intros. So we can even start getting into character as we do our intros. Uh, Annie, would you like to introduce your character first? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I named my character Grandma MJ. Uh, after my grandmothers who are named Mary and Jean. I thought this was a great ode to them. So love can, it, love you, it. You can call me MJ throughout the game. We'll go with that. Okay. Um, my character has seven kids. And they call me... <laughs> yeah, I roll... You have to roll That's for kids, kids and cats. Yeah, yep. seven kids. They call me Nona. My true age is 90. My figure is a jellyfish. So I'm shaped like a jellyfish. I'm imagining yeah, many tentacles that can kind of come out and do things when needed. Sure. Uh, my style is a souped-up motorcycle, so I ride a souped-up motorcycle. Very cool. I secretly know how to remove any stain. And, yeah, very Amazing. useful, actually. And in my secret past life, 
Uh, I come from another dimension or space. Wow, that makes sense with the tentacles. Yeah, um, I love it. So, like, what what universe, what space place did you come from where they required you to have tentacles? So, I come from another planet or another dimension in another time where um, all Obishans, all you know, grandmotherly auntie like figures are aware of their underlying superpowers and use them for good. And mm. the tent, I'm not sure how this relates at all to the tentacles, but <laughs> I imagine for myself that I rode my souped up motorcycle through other dimensions in space to this one so that I can help all of the other Obishans and aunties here on Earth discover their secret inner superpowers in order to defeat the oncoming you know, disaster, whatever it may be. Okay. Okay. I, I, I love that. I mean, you, you go girl, you, you train those other grannies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And what about your seven children? Are they all in college and married with, with lots of children for with lots of grandchildren for you to love over? You know, some of them are married. Some of them are living independent lives. Some of them have gone on to other dimensions and other spaces and are on their own grand adventures. And mm-hmm. uh, we send a lot of postcards. Yeah, do you have? Do you get a lot of space postcards? Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they come in the form of, um, like, flying letters. Flying so they, letters. Yeah. Okay, I like that. But not like, not like, deli- like owl delivery, but like literally like letters. Letters with wings, yeah. Amazing. I like it. Ooh, very very mysterious old alternate society. Why did yeah. you choose the? Why did you choose Earth? Um, hmm. I think I chose Earth because I think some kind of disaster, be it a robot apocalypse or other type of um, apop- apocalyptic event, is coming, and I want to help prepare, you know, Earth to uh, succeed and fight back. Hmm. So you're on Earth on a mission. Yes. Fantastic. Well, thank you, MJ, for for <laughs> joining us here for uh, the, the the you know the uh, local meeting of the grannies. Um, I, I guess I should introduce myself now. Yes, please. Uh, yes, my my name is Mrs. Gloria Finkel Finkelman. Uh, you can just call me Gloria. Um, uh, side note: also after one of my grandmothers. Um, and uh, I have uh, four kids. They call me Bubby. Um, my true age is 84. My figure is an hourglass. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm an attractive Gloria. I'm an attractive <laughs> Um But my style is that of Jerry Seinfeld's mother. So I, and I looked that up. So that's like, um, you know, the, like those very classic, like, theme like women's suits or whatever but where it's not pants but it's like a like a pencil skirt yep. and then like the blouse and then the the uh the blazer over it like that's that's Gloria's look and she she wears it in like um like a bright red color like that red, like that aggressive red oh, color. So um and uh her secret capability is that she always knows where the drama lies oh yeah and uh, in my past life, I was Cleopatra. Wow. So. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. 
I know. Yeah, I uh, I have this this past life, and I have to say, I feel like it affects my my current life every day. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I even have uh, one of my grandchildren looks a lot like Le- Cleopatra as well. Such a looker. <laughs> I'd show you photos if I had them, but I left my wallet in the other room. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, uh, we, also ho- we also created some bonds with each other, too. Um, those bonds being that... Um, well, essentially, I know that... MJ is secretly in love with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is also a part of you can have bonds with the characters as well. Yes. Well, my goodness, this has been uh, very nice to, to see you again, MJ. This is very exciting. Um, but have you heard about the... Um... <laughs> uh, I got a, you know, I got a call from... Um, my uh, from my friend Mary recently, and she told me that there is this fantastic new makeup line that was that's been being sold in the local department store at the mall. And I have to say, like, it is all the rage, and I really feel like we need to go and check it out. Okay, uh, that sounds great. Tell me a little bit more about this makeup line. What do you what do you know about it? Well, I mean, I think that it's something that uh, we should go and ex- we should go and check out for ourselves. You know what I mean? I feel like maybe uh, I've only heard that it's all the rage and that they're advertising that it makes you look like you've been uh, born again, uh, whatever that means. Um, but I, I thought it would be something that is probably a good call to call out, especially because Mary's saying that some of the people who are wearing it look a little weird. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I think it might be worth should... going to that department store. I think this is a great idea. It'll also give me an opportunity to understand a little bit more about modern Earth mall life. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Let's let's go to that department store. Fantastic, uh, great. So, um, into a bit of description time. Um, I should, yeah, I should let you know that we have. Um, Right, it's, you know, your pretty average department store. It has, like, five floors um, in very weird organizations. There's, like, a cafe on the fourth. Um, Shoes, you know, like, shoes, men's, women's, makeup, and, like, home goods, like, on the top floor or whatever. Um, And it's, you know, it's it's pretty pretty crowded. There are a lot of people in this... um, in this department store right now and you know there are a lot of people who are uh milling about it looks like that uh, a lot of people are heading up the escalators towards the uh, makeup section as well okay. what do you want to do well i think we should definitely head up the escalators we should follow mm-hmm. this crowd take a peek at this makeup situation see what's going on yeah yeah um, oh, I forgot to... So, I forgot to ask this before we started, but, like, what are your panic... What are your panic instigators? <laughs> My panic instigators are need to pee, missing out on a sale, and poor service or cooking. Okay. So, Great. with this okay. new makeup line, I really mm-hmm. don't want to miss out on a sale. Right. Yes, of course. Uh... <laughs> that that is a very that's a very good point here. I mean, this is helpful to me because what 
what we want to do is to create insta- as many instant as many moments of panic as possible. Ah, got it. Um, and uh, I will note that for that my character's um, panic points are uh, sunlight will age my skin. Uh, how's how's my hair? <laughs> and what are you wearing? <laughs> what are you wearing? Okay. Uh, so. Uh, that's definitely that's definitely going to be something that comes up. So, um, Great. <laughs> uh, and you can panic or do anything at any time. Okay, obviously, okay. like panicking is completely free. Great. Uh, so uh, we're going to be, uh, I guess, heading up the stairs, and it looks like it's you know sure enough, there's a bit of a line at the um, at the makeup counter. It looks like it's going to be quite a long time. Oh no, quite a long. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no, Gloria, because uh oh, I drank a lot of coffee to get myself, you know, juiced up for this mall adventure, and now I really need to pee. And I don't know yeah. if I can wait in this line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how so what else are you going to, what else is like is there anything else you're going to do in your panic? Uh what can I do what can I do in my panic? So your panic can be whatever you want it to be. Like you can make it as dramatic as he wants. Um, you could, you should act out. So it's one of your habits, um, uh, and it has to be in such a way that you interfere with um, one of like my player's actions or your own actions. Like so, you can like sabotage yourself in that way. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Well, so how about I? I need to pee and, and I. Wait, is this where I use my superpower? Or no? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I need to pee, and I rush out of the very long line to the makeup counter, and make a beeline for the restroom. Oh, man. Yes. Um, and on my way there, I accidentally, you know, run into you and knock you over. And I'm so sorry, Glory. I didn't mean to, um, to knock you over on my way to the restroom. Um, okay, so, great, so that is a successful panic, I'm gonna say that you can add yourself, give yourself a yes point for doing that, uh, so nicely done, and, um, as you knock, as you knock me over, I'm going to, uh, have a moment where, um, I get up and I'm like, oh my god, you just ruined my hair, (laughs) what? my hair what's happening to it right now and i'm just going to be frantically checking it pulling out a little like makeup like mirror out of my you know gigantic purse and like holding it up and trying to like see my whole head and just like freaking out in that way and trying to like figure out how that's going to work and i am going to get give myself a guess point but also um i'll say that i sabotage myself on this one and i'm going to give myself a minus one on my next glamour roll okay okay Okay. Great. So you have successfully peed, but we are now out of line. So what are we going to do? We have to get, like, we, I mean, I feel like we should really see what's going on at the, at the, at the front of this counter. Yeah, I agree. So I think is now, can I, can I make a basic move when we get to the counter? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So one of my basic moves is the death stare. And, oh boy! Uh, yes, and yeah. if I am successful in my role, then the target must 
use a different move or change mind somehow. So can I use this on the person in the front of the line when I ask them to please let me go in front of them to the front of the line with my friend Gloria? <laughs> yeah, I mean, go for it. Roll. So yeah, I think you should definitely do that. So <laughs> roll. A 10 die. Roll 2d6. Okay. Oh, 2d6. Yeah. And... You're using the death stare, so you should tell me what that number is and then add your guilt stat. So the number I rolled is seven. Okay. And my guilt stat is one. So that gives me an eight. Okay. Okay. I have to admit, I don't... I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what this rule exactly means here. So it says that on an eight for the death stare, uh, the target gets a plus two now, but must panic. Hmm. I guess that, that I mean I think that only applies if you use it on like that they get a plus two to their next roll, but the target that you're using this on is not a playable character, ah. so. You know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say instead, um we'll say I'm gonna say you glare at them. Okay. But that instead of calling it like a like a basic move a death stare, I'm going to say it's just a regular a basic move. Okay. And so on an eight you succeed, but at a cost. Okay. So I'm going to make a minor move against you. So um I'm going to say that as you glare at this person and be like, oh, won't you please just let me get into, won't you let me cut into the line? And then you, like, give them, you give them the stink eye as in, like, if you don't answer you will be in trouble. Um, I'm going to say that uh, they successfully step out of the line but as you slide into the line you notice something strange about the person behind you. Okay. Um, they're kind of making these kind of moany noises. As you turn around, you see she's got a free makeup sample in her hands. And she is... And this, this, um... Elderly, this elderly woman um, is is with this like makeup in her, on her hands. She's suddenly turning very gray, and she's getting a little mo like moany. And all of a sudden, she starts like her teeth are baring, and she's starting to getting getting a little violent and kind of shoving at you. Oh, kind of no. seems like she's like angry that all she cut you like you cut them in line. <gasps> at the same time, they almost seem like they're getting like almost like they want to bite you or something. <gasps> it's weird. And uh, all of a sudden it's like, "Wait, what is this? Are they a, a zombie? What's happening here?" Oh, so no. This is a zombie behind you now. <laughs> oh no, Gloria. Oh no! Oh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> um, what are we going to do? What oh, are we gonna do? So I look at you, Gloria, with a knowing look, and you look back at me with a with a knowing look, and we realize, uh oh, this woman with the free makeup, maybe the makeup has turned this woman into a zombie. But we have. I think to it was the makeup. I think it was the makeup. <laughs> 
Um, so, okay. Gloria, I'm going to ask you, do you think we should first investigate the makeup, or do you think we should take out this dangerous zombie? Well, I would say that... I mean, I, 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 I want to take, I want to get a look at that makeup, but also this, this zombie can't stay in line. They're being too unruly. My goodness. <laughs> also, what are they wearing? It just looks horrible. This is absolutely terrible. And uh, Gloria goes into a bit of a panic about what this zombie is now wearing. So I'm oh. going to add, add a, a, pan, a panic point and. Um, I am going to say that because of of my panicking and making a scene, um, that you have a minus one to your next guilt okay. role. Because you made this persuasion to ask someone to let you in, and uh, they let you in, and then you started causing a ruckus. Yeah. Quote unquote. So. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, in my handbag, I have something that I think can help us with this zombie. Okay. I have fresh baked treats that are infinite. So I- Infinite baked treats? Infinite fresh baked treats! I love it. So, I think if- I I, I can buy us a little bit of time- Okay. Uh, by giving the zombie, uh, some of- some of these treats- so I'm gonna go ahead and, and and just do that out of my handbag. Okay. Um, if you're going to do that, I would say. And your hope is to distract the zombie. Yes. Yeah. Are you trying to get it to go elsewhere? You're just trying to stuff some food in its mouth so it stops talking for a little bit. Right. So that we can buy maybe buy this makeup and figure out what's going on. But we gotta you okay. know, placate the zombie yeah. for a little bit so it doesn't bite us. Okay, yeah, I would say that I'm gonna call that a um I'm gonna call that a glamour move since you're trying to distract it with something. Okay. So uh roll for glamour for me. So roll two D six and add your glamour stat. Okay, my glamour is a minus one. <laughs> oh, and my roll is a five, so that's a four. Ooh. They fail with a consequence. You're oh, gonna you're about no. to fail with a consequence. Um, okay, so as you hold up these treats and you say, I have food, (laughs) all of a sudden, you realize that everyone in the line is, has, is looking a little, has has been looking a little peaked, and, um, they all, at the sound of you saying, I have food, they all turn around to you, and they, um... All of a sudden, like, all of them start, they don't even, they're not even standing in line anymore. Like, where is the order? And they're just, like, turning, and they're, uh, they're all coming, they're all, they're all coming at you now. Um, and it seems like all of these ladies waiting in line have been turned into zombies by this, like, sample in some way. Oh, no. So now, so now there are, there are zombies everywhere at, at the front of the counter, um, you see a a young woman who has been serving them kind of do a little squeal and kind of um, 
kind of start backing away a little bit from from the things and looks like uh, she's about to run. Okay, so she. What should we do? What should we do? Um, um I, I think we need to deal with this zombie army, this makeup zombie army. Yeah. So let's see. Um, in my handbag, I have a switchblade and lipstick. So, in addition to my infinite fresh baked treats and my <laughs> and my hippie outfit, That's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm gonna take my lipstick and I'm gonna cut it up into small pieces, and I'm going to attempt to distract the zombie army uh, with these new lipstick kind of samples that I've created. I'm going to try to throw one at each zombie. Okay. Lots of distraction tactics here. Great. Roll another glamour. No, roll purse, because you're pulling the stuff out of your purse. So okay. roll roll 2d6 and add your purse stat. Okay, my purse stat is zero, and my total roll is seven. Seven? Okay, so you succeed, but at a cost. Mm. So... You do manage to kind of throw these pieces of lipstick everywhere, and the zombies are uh, going after, um, like, they're going after the um, the, the lipstick samples. Like, <laughs> they're trying to like stick it, like squish it onto their faces. Um, but uh, as you turn around, I'm going to say that the woman behind the counter has disappeared um, under and you hear like a kind of a, a noise as you see that um, it looks like there's some sort of trap door underneath the um, makeup like behind mm. the makeup counter and it looks like it's going down and that this person has run away oh my gosh oh mm-hmm. my gosh do you think Gloria that this poor service would throw me into a panic of this woman running away even though she's clearly sure. a bad guy yeah, I would like to panic, panic about right? that. Please, yes, panic. Where's my makeup sample? <laughs> Poor servants yeah. to run away. You clearly right. bad antagonist of this story. You know what? I'll give you. I'll give you. That's just so perfect that I'll just. I'll let you take a second one for that. You get two yes points. Oh for my that. gosh! Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So you do that, and you have this this panic. And, um, <laughs> as you, as you do that, um, you, how does your, how does your panic affect, uh, like, the situation in hand? Um, I think maybe it also, uh, it could, um, scare off these zombies. Like, my panic is so extreme that not only are they distracted by these free lipstick samples, but now, um... They are some small human part of them that is still alive deep inside their zombiness recognizes a panicking Obishan and is afraid. Um, and so they back away from the counter and we have a little margin of safety. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I can say that they back away on that point on that part and they do that. And, um, I feel like Gloria will for good measure, um, 
pull out the prosthetic limb that she has in her bag. <laughs> okay. Um, and <laughs> and uh, pull it out, and it looks like it's a, it's a hand, but then it comes apart, and it's also it's uh, a laser gun because why the fuck not? Right. Um, and she is going to uh, shoot at the zombies to try to drive them away. Also, so I'm going to quickly roll purse for that. I got a ten. Whoa! Great. Rad. All right. I succeed fabulously. So, um, yeah, uh, I just, I, I shoot, I shoot them down and I, I shoot their purses out of their hands and they go like scrabbling after them in a way. Um, and they get confused about where they were. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I think we got to go after this lady that, that, uh, you know, went down this trap door. Yeah, what's down there? I don't know. We need to find out. Yeah. Um, so I think, okay. yeah, let's let's go down that trap door mm-hmm. and uh, s- see what's going on. Okay. Um, yeah. So as you as you go down into this this tunnel, it gets weirdly cold. It's getting colder and like colder, and it's just like getting all like dark and creepy. Oh. Are, are you raising your eyebrows at me? Do you have a gossip? Is there something in mind that you're thinking right now? No, I was just thinking I would pull out my hippie outfit and share it with you for warmth. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my bag. I thought that would be nice. <laughs> uh, that's so cute. <laughs> but, um, sure, Gloria accepts, and I'll give you another. I'll give. I'll give you another yes point for that because that. <laughs> That was awesome. Okay. After all, so, I am, my character is secretly in love with you, so of course, you know, I am like, want to make sure you're comfortable. Ex- exactly. And uh, Gloria, as someone who in her past life was Cleopatra, knows that, you know, it's easy to, for people to fall in love with her, so she's like, she understands. She gets it. Okay. She gets it. Um, okay. So, as we huddle under your little hippie, hippie <laughs> uh, cloak, I guess, um, shawl as we go down the stairs as we go down the stairs, it gets colder and colder um, and it's um, it's like, it's very metallic and very sparse and then, at, but you hear running footsteps along the hall and you hear kind of more like mo- you hear more moaning noises down the way and you see um, what appears to be a couple of like labs and inside of these like laboratories, there are people who look like they've been dead for a for a while. Um, but as you're looking at them, it looks like they've been dead. And people are doing like makeup experiments on them. Uh, so you see uh, people who with um, like who have strapped these things down, and as they are putting makeup on, the beings become more and more like lively in a way. Uh, and it's 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 a gruesome sight. So it seems like we've got some zombie experiments going on down in this tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, is that how do I invoke my superpowers? Do I need a certain amount of yes points to do that? Uh, you do, but considering the fact that this is a show that only lasts an hour and we don't have as that much time left, um, how many yes points do you have? I have four yes points. You know what? I'm going to give you a discount on uh, superpowers and say that you can do that with four yes points. So at this point. Cool. Um, That's because my superpower is a flaming purse. 
So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking I could take okay. out, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, with this flaming purse. If I roll successfully, it is yeah. the ultimate weapon. Attack deals two body damage, and you may attack immediately. But again, I'm not sure how it works throwing attack points at non-player folks in this game. But Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a matter of success or failure, right? So... What so you would have to like roll and do like damage and I think that um I think it'll we'll we'll see how it goes, how it goes. depending on how how you roll it, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm gonna roll it. I'm gonna roll for the flaming purse. Oh, I got an eight. Okay, so you can do this damage, but not yet. So if we're going into kind of attack mode, we'll have a couple of, like, I think a bit of back and forth here. So you've readied your flaming purse. Uh, <laughs> you kind of whipped into a frenzy, and it's now flaming at your side. And uh, I, as Gloria, am going to um, point in at the scientist there and and say, uh, This is unethical! <laughs> and um, This is against the Belmont Report! <laughs> did you get do you have evidence that this will not harm these zombies and, um, the scientist is going to uh, look up and it's this uh, gentleman with like one of those evil goatees and uh, you know the ones and yep. um, he is looking up with a, a makeup brush in his hands and he goes um, like why should anyone have a complaint when they're feeling the best they ever have, and then he like is brandishing this makeup brush at you, and you and he's uh, coming at you, and you realize that probably the person on the table was not a zombie to begin with. Anyway, um, so he is going to jump at you with his makeup brush, and he is going to go in for an attack. Mm. Um, and I don't know what what you're supposed to roll for an attack, so I'm going to say that, um... See, this is, this is where sometimes since I started with d and I'm like, oh, I, don't, I wish you, I, you should be able to avoid that somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what do you do as he comes up to you with this, uh... With this, with brush and hands? I guess you would whack him with your purse, right? Yeah, I would definitely whack him with my purse. Okay, well, why don't you... Yeah. You should do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Should, I, should I roll again for my flaming... For the for the purse, or...? Uh, well, so you do it on your next turn. Okay. So do you want to just describe how it happens? Um, and we'll say that it... Because of who this guy is, we'll say that it's, um, like... It does a point of damage, but that he's not out for the count. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how I'm going to do it. So he's coming at me with this makeup brush... And because of my jellyfish-shaped body, I, like, squish down my body and kind of, like, pull down onto the floor and my tentacles go across the floor. And so when he swipes at me with his makeup brush, he misses. And at the same time, I take one of my tentacles and kind of, like, knock his feet out from under him. (gasps) Yeah, that's that's my Uh, move. 
intense. So he goes down and he hits his head on the on the floor and he's a little on fire and he goes ah and he's <laughs> angry and he's going to get up. In the meantime, Gloria is over in the corner, uh, panicking because I only have two yes ones. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to uh, freak out at the sun at the at the flames. And I'm going to panic because one of my panic is sunlight will age my skin. Oh, so yes. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. This this heat is not good for my skin. It's, oh, go no. And so she's gonna she's Gloria's gonna panic. Um, and Gloria is going to um, panic in such a way that she puts herself in like puts you in front of her uh-huh. in front of uh, this guy. So you are now um, at risk of his uh, next attack, which is going to be um, he's going to uh, goat you again and try to pull the pur- purse from your hands. And uh, as he does that, you are going to take um, one you're going to take one pride point as he tries to confiscate this. So I want you to mark off pride. Okay. Um, and that means that the next time you roll, you have to minus one. Yep. Yeah. So what do you do now? So now he's got my purse, right? He's got mm-hmm. a hand on my purse. Yeah. Um. Oh, let's see. So my options here, while well, we're wearing our hippie outfit... But I still mm-hmm. have infinite fresh baked treats in that purse. It's true. So it's infinite. Infinite. So what I might do is reach into that purse, grab some more infinite fresh baked treats, and just kind of here you go, my son, and push these treats into his mouth, knowing that they are <laughs> so delicious and so tasty. Uh, that it will distract him from his evilness. Uh, and also, he might, you know, choke a little bit if I put too many infinite fresh baked treats in there at once. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, um, roll for guilt on that one. Like, with that, with that kind of level of aesthetic and the fact that you're just like, shoving them in like you're weaponizing these like fresh baked treats treats yeah I would say that that's definitely a guilt roll so roll 2d6 and uh okay I got a 10 and my guilt my guilt is a 1 so right it's a 1 and then you have the minus 1 to your rolls but Uh, it's still a 10 so you succeed fabulously uh why don't you describe more of how it goes down okay so our villain now um is holding onto my purse in, in one hand, and mm. he's got all of these delicious fresh-baked treats in his mouth, and he's staring <laughs> into my eyes as I tell him, oh, just eat more, just eat more. And he starts choking a little bit on the treats, but also they're so delicious, and he feels bad yeah. for his, you know, villainness suddenly, because he looks into my mm-hmm. eyes, and he remembers his Obishan and his life, and how delicious her treats are. And uh, he starts to feel very guilty for having put Gloria and MJ in in this position. And so he kind of slumps to the ground and um, tries to, you know, clear the extra baked good uh, from his throat. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, I'm going to say he takes another point for that and uh, he 
um, for the sake of the fact that we don't have a lot of time left in the hour, he uh, suddenly seems um, chastised. Yeah. And he's kind of sitting on the floor, coughing to himself, like, head down, like, doing all of this, and, um... Totally. Gloria is... Yeah, totally. And, uh, <laughs> to add on to this, Gloria is going to, uh... <laughs> Gloria is going to pull out, um... a set of glasses with a beaded strap from her bag, which oh, she also has. so cute, um, Gloria! So cute! Adorable. Uh, also, as a side note, I swear to God I did not plan it this way, but uh, I rolled for her to also have a jar of gefilte fish in her bag. I just want to have it out, out there for people to listen to it because oh I think it's hilarious. Um, but she's going to pull out this, the glasses and she's going to um, stare down this 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 uh, guy and say, Young man, you need to clean up this mess. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I'm also going to I'm going to use a bit of, of guilt on that one. So let's see. That's a two and a five. <laughs> that's not great. That's a seven uh, and my guilt is zero. So that's a seven. Um, so I succeed at a cost and I'm going to say that he nods to himself and he says alright, but can you call my grandmother and ask her to help? <laughs> so now we have another we have another grandchild under our under that we have to take care of. Mm, mm-hmm. And mm. that'll be the end of the story. <laughs> All right, I like it. I think, yeah, I think that's, that's it. Yep. I think in the end I will send his mm-hmm. grandmother a flying letter. You know, these like intergalactic mm. postcards of mine. But this one can stay mm-hmm. on Earth. But I'll send her a letter to let her know what went down. Very nice, very nice. And Gloria will give you a little pat on the shoulder and say, Nicely done, MJ. Sweet. Well, there you go! Yay! Obachan's <laughs> hey, to the your... rescue! Obachan's to the rescue. How did you like it? How was that? It was so fun! Yeah. It was really fun. That's so good. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. Um, would you play this or other games also again? Would you want to play it again? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun to just be imaginative and come up with some kind of, you know, role play scenario. Yeah, I dug it. Yeah, yeah, we got we got a couple of zombies in there. I didn't, you know, I promised you some zombies and I got them in. They were awesome zombies. Um, so yeah, that was so so much fun. Um, but considering it's the end of the hour, we should probably go. So, um, is there anywhere that you would like people to follow you, find you, chat with you on the interwebs, anything like that? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, um, at Annie underscore Nigra. Chat me up there, um, tweet at me, whatever. Happy to chat about science or zombies or anything, anytime. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Go, go check Annie out. Uh, she's a fantastic person and a wonderful guest and uh thank you all for thank you to annie and to all of our listeners for hanging out with me here today on gameplay radio here on radio free brooklyn um i hope that you guys enjoyed the rest of your afternoon and we will talk to you guys next time goodbye bye